0: Hey, what's going on, guys? I hope you guys are having a good day. I'm Dr. Boyce Watkins from Your Black World, the Black Business School, and um, I wanted to come in to have a little bit of fun today. Um, I realized today I, I have a, a an, an infestation on my Facebook page. Um, I've been infected. Uh, my page has been infected by roaches, and uh, and I've seen this happen before. Um, and I thought that I would do a public extermination of the roaches uh, so you can get a glimpse into uh, what my life looks like when uh, when the roaches all come come home to roost. So uh, so let me tell, let me tell you why I'm, I'm doing this. I, I thought that it would be fun to address uh, some of the Negro naysayers that uh, just a, sort of randomly appeared on my Facebook page like out of the blue. Um, And what typically happens, this is what ha- this is what happens when, you know, when you're followed by like half a million people. This is the crazy shit that happens that, that I don't get to talk about. Um, But what happens is every now and then somebody decides to share your post and they share it to a group of other crazy ass people, like crazy people just run together. And uh, it happened one other time a few years ago when there was this group of like really angry black feminists like these women that had like extensive daddy issues that really really they needed therapy but they decided like because i guess as a black man i'm the symbol of patriarchy patriarchy and toxic masculinity and everything that they would they would just take it out on me and uh and it was really fascinating like it was like a, a just an onslaught of all these really crazy comments and they all sounded just alike like a lot of times crazy people when they run in groups they're all like these crazy sheep like Like demonic sheep, like that are like possessed by vampires or something. They like they've got an infection in their blood, and they're all like ah. These crazy zombie sheep are all repeating after each other, and I'm like, well, didn't she just say the same thing you said? And then she said, you know. So anyway, uh, so this happened today, and I thought that it would be fun. Like, and I think it's actually fun to do. To I want to drill into this because because this is the time for me to um to really draw lines in the sand. I like to draw lines in the sand every now and then just in case anybody's confused like i am not everybody's friend um i am not here to be everybody's buddy i'm not here i i know people maybe because i have like this friendly face like i'm very i you know my when i was in high school my teacher used to say boy you look like you wouldn't hurt a fly and, and i'd be like yeah that's what you think but but seriously though in all seriousness i'm not i'm not like a polite little guy like i i believe what i believe and that's just what it is and if you're stupid then I just don't want to be around you. Like, I, I want to make that clear, right? If you're stupid, it's okay to be stupid if you're trying to not be stupid. Like, if you're if you're stupid and you want to be smarter, then cool, I can be your teacher. But if you're stupid and you're stuck on stupid, and then and, and the worst thing in the world is when the dumbest motherfucker in the room wants to be the teacher. Like, you ever see that, like a dumb motherfucker who really doesn't know how dumb they are because somebody lied to them and told them that they're smart? And, uh, and and it happens all the time. I see it all the time. I, I, I try to be very patient. I listen to everybody. If you ever meet me, you'll notice I'll just be staring and listening as you're talking because I'm literally analyzing every word that's coming out of your mouth just just to see what I'm working with and to see where you're at. You know, and 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 sometimes I'll run to somebody and they'll just be really dumb and, they'll be, and I'll be like, damn, somebody lied to you like you like you like the fat ugly girl and somebody told you that you were a princess and you just really believe that you're the hottest chick in the room and you're and you got you got that attitude but you don't even know you don't even see your blind spot and that and that's the biggest thing I learned um one of the biggest thing I learned about being a scholar professor whatever is that the more you learn the more the, the way you can tell somebody smart is that they have an awareness of what they don't know they have an awareness that um that that of, of how little they know right? Like your your bubble of knowledge grows, but then you realize, my God, my bubble is tiny compared to the size of the universe. And you really realize, okay, I'm not that smart. So the smart people, what they do is they take in information. They want to learn from everybody. You can learn something from a, a homeless guy on the street. You can learn from somebody with who didn't even finish their GED. You can learn from talking to somebody from another country, somebody who's, if you're a Democrat, you can learn more from talking to Republicans than you can learn from talking to other Democrats. Cause all other Democrats are going to do is, is reconfirm your bias. Same thing is true if you're a Republican, right? So smart people are the ones who are open-minded. So, uh, so anyway, so some of the comments are on here Now I'm going to pull some of them up and I, I think it'll be fun to address them one by one. Now, now mind you, if you come in with that crazy disrespectful stuff, I just I do people like that that are just flat out, disrespectful and ignorant, just trying to be nasty. They do get blocked. They get put off the page. Almost like if you're a teacher and you have a kid that determines to be disruptive, you um, you put them out of the class. Right. So I got to put you out of the class. So if you are, you know, the Negro naysayer, you know, the Negro naysayer is the Negro who has a problem for every solution, who wants to go backward rather than forward who will fight for a white man harder than he'll fight for a black man, right? Who doesn't, you know, who cares more about white folks than his own community. People like that get removed. But I like to use them as examples, like props to kind of say, this is what we're dealing with. This is what we're fighting against. Remember, you're fighting against a 400 year old addiction and addiction to white supremacy. Uh, they, you know, we, 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 We're led to believe that the biggest white supremacists in America are white people. And that's not true. It doesn't affect me if a white man thinks he's superior to me, you know, as long as I I choose not to make sure I don't work for him or depend on him, which makes you a sucker if you depend on your enemy to to feed your kids. Right. Uh, But if he doesn't work for me, if I don't work for him and, and he's not in my space, then who cares if he thinks he's superior to me? The problem is not when white people feel like they're superior to black people. It's when black people feel that white people are superior to black people. And you have a lot of black people who are just white supremacists. That's just what it is. So uh, do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. uh, Share, subscribe. As I pull up some of the comments, they're really, really good. And uh, like I said, some of these people died, I just had to block them. I was like, there's no there's no way to have a productive discussion here. Disagreeing with me is fine. I, I like that part. But when you come in here just talking crazy and you're going to get canceled and all that, I, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do with you except delete you. Um, so here's what what happened. So I posted something about the fact that 90 percent of all millionaires invest in the stock market. And then I mentioned that I have a PhD in finance, and then I can show you how for free in 15 minutes, right? And the URL is firstshareofstock.com. If you haven't tried it, I've shared it before. It's firstshareofstock.com. And that's true. My PhD is in finance. This is not no Omar Johnson type situation where it's a big scandal. Or I'm going to get pissed off because you asked me where I got my degree from. I studied my dissertation chair was Professor Andrew Caroli, who's a department chair over at Cornell now, from what I understand. Uh, the other members of my dissertation committee were Professor David Hirschleifer, who's one of the world's leading experts in financial psychology and behavioral finance, and Jayanta Sin, who's a really smart guy. He was from India, but I don't know much else about Jayanta Sin. I gotta look him up, to see where he is. So my and my dissertation is publicly available. You can go read it. It's out there. Like I'm not gonna cut you out if you say where did you get your PhD from? It was from the Ohio State University. I'm I am i am proud of that. I think that's cool. So so anyway, so some people came in. So then I got so I saw a comment from Paul Chase. He says, don't trust him. He showed you he's just a clown. And I was like, I'm a clown? Well, how did I become a clown? And I knew what that came from. I was like, oh, he's he's mad because of the politics thing, right? He's caught up in the whole, you know, which white man is your favorite white man bullshit? Like, which, you know, like I'm a riot for Joe Biden all day, even though he incarcerated more black men than any president in American history. Like, I don't give a shit about the black people that are still in prison being beaten and raped and tortured. All I care about is making sure that I beat the shit out of every negro I see who doesn't ride with Joe Biden like me cuz that called massa good to me. I love me some massa. And same thing true with y'all Trump supporters. It's okay if you say I voted for Trump. That's okay. That's like you saying I watched Blackish on TV last night. That's fine. But watching a show on TV is very different from going to murder somebody because they don't watch the same goddamn show. Do you understand? Please, I hope I'm talking. I hope I'm talking to some people that that have some damn sense today. Because sometimes you feel like you are born on the wrong planet. Like, do you understand the difference? Do y'all get the difference, right? If you tell me I voted for Biden, that's cool. I got homies and I got relatives that vote for Biden. I love them. Uh, love you, cousin rerun. You know, I, if you tell me you voted for Trump, that's cool. But if you're ready to go fight a black person because you loved Joe Biden that much. You need to be put in a psychiatric ward. I'm sorry. You use it. You 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 need help. If you're ready to go fight a black person over Trump, the same thing is true in that category, right? So so that's that's the point, right? So he says he's a clown. Okay, I'm a clown. What does that mean? Okay, well, you had to go because that, that's just a disrespectful comment. It's, it's unintelligent. I don't get mad at you for disagreeing. I get more mad at you if you're stupid. So then Jessica Dunn Gilbo comes through and says, He's a fraud. What does that mean? Fraud it? what? What does, I don't get that. And then Charlene Green says, he's a megalomaniac who wishes he was the orange man in the white house. Okay. Now we're going back to politics. You, you up here caping for, for the guy who wanted to exterminate black people. All right. So that tells me you got to go, you dumbass. ass. He's really, he, he doesn't really care about you. These are the types of people who lead you on and then take your money and blame you for being poor. So, okay. So, so that, when he says that whole thing about blaming for being poor, that means he's internalized, unfortunately, for his poor self. He's internalized the victim mentality, right? He wasn't raised the way I was raised. We're different people, right? So I freed him from the page, right? He had to go because it's again, you're not being respectful and you're not happy here. You should probably go. But being on my page is a privilege. It's not a right. I don't want every black person on my page. I'm not open to every black person. You gotta have some goddamn sense. And so you've got black people that are just mentally ill. Like you've got some really screwed up people. And so, so you know, my thought is is that, you know, why wouldn't you as a black man, if you're supposed to be a man, one of the fundamental tenets of manhood means uh, the ability to have some degree of self-determination. Seriously, you got to have some degree of self-determination if I'm going to respect you as a man. If, If you up here, if you a fucking man and you up here acting like everything that happens to you is up to some white guy, like whatever, like you're a white supremacist because you're basically saying, I can't control my life but he does. Master do. Master, master make, master gonna make sure I eat and he going to feed my woman. He going to feed my children, this shit. Why don't you go hand your woman over to master and let him take her to the bedroom and then sign your kids over because you're not the man of your house. You're not the man of your house. And that, and, that's, and that's the thing about it, man. I mean, I'm just being on, keeping them 100 with you guys. Some of y'all black men are some bitches. Like seriously, some of you men just never learn anything about manhood, never learn what it means to even try. It doesn't mean you have to win every battle. A man doesn't always win the battles, but if you lay down like a a carpet and, and submit yourself to licking another man's toes just for your own survival, what woman in her right mind would ever want to make children with you? And I'm talking to the ladies too, the real women in here. Don't ever... Have a baby, one of these weak-ass, toe-licking Negroes. Some of these guys have given up on life. And if they've given up on themselves, then they definitely going to give up on you. They're going to give up on that relationship. You have babies. They're going to give up on the babies. The babies going to be like, I'm waiting. my daddy's my hero. He's my, he's, I'm waiting for daddy. Daddy's going to pick me up and take me to the park. Daddy ain't going to show up because daddy's a bitch. Seriously. And so, so I'm just telling you, like you're in this epic battle against good and evil, between good and evil, black man versus the world, right? Whole world hates you. Whole world wanted to abort you before you were born. They wanted to kill you. They didn't even want you to live. And and so you're born in the middle of a battlefield and you literally are laying down like a little wimp. I got a 10-year-old in the other room who got more balls than some of you black men out here. I can't stand, I'm sorry. I just, if you want to know a Boyce Watkins pet peeve, it is a... Broken, shiftless, weak ass Negro who's determined to stay a broken, shiftless, weak ass Negro. So some, some guys don't have the courage yet. Some guys are working through it to get the confidence. And I and I and I can work with that. I can I'm here to support you if you're trying to get better. But if you're defending your your bitch assedness, like if you're defending that, like like I'm going to really fight for my right to be a walking vagina, I don't know what to do with that. This is not this is not Dr. Boyce talking. This is Uncle Boyce. This is just me as a man looking at the world we live in and the fact that black men are at battle and people want to take you out. Everybody wants to see you struggling. They want to see you broke. They want to see you locked up. They want to see you dead. So you got to fight for your life. Shout out, by the way, to veterans. It is Veterans Day. And I bet you if I say if I say this, watch this. How many of you in here are veterans? How many veterans do we have in the room? I want to say thank you for your service, first of all, but I want you to shout yourselves out because I tend to attract a lot of veterans to the platform because veterans get it. Veterans understand even if you're outmanned, outnumbered, outgunned, you still fight. And that's what I'm saying to the black man. You still got to fight. So this whole weak little like wait well, you're gonna you're gonna blame me because i I'm, I'm I just I, I I can't get out of my situation I can't do nothing better. well you can still be a man and at least have some dignity in in your shit I mean you might not be making no money that's fine you ain't gotta be a trillionaire but I've seen black men who didn't have no money in the bank have their chest out their head up dress your know, dress your know, side clean themselves up and carry themselves like like I am a man like I'm really a man. You know, like like that. That to me, that does not require money. Like your 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 dignity is free of charge. God gave you that, unless you gave it away, hoping that somebody in the White House was going to give it back to you. So so get out of here with that nonsense. That's crazy to me. All right. So let me see. So I got another comment from somebody called Dibango Cleft. That don't even sound like a real name. He says, "Thank you, but no thank you. I'll self educate. Go on with your one with your one sided views when it comes to politics." You're right. I am one-sided. I'm, I'm always on the black side. I'm not on the Democrat side or the Republican side. I told you guys, I'm not a Democrat anymore. I did not vote for the Democrats, but I did not vote for the Republicans. So I'm on the black side. I vote for black people in every election. Uh, he says, you better fix your shit because a lot of people believed in you, but you seem to go down a rabbit hole huh, and you you never used to, and you're losing them. As a businessman, I know I I know you know how that works. Well, I, I don't do this for the money, I, I don't. I really don't. I, I, ha- I have money and I, I'm fine. And 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 this idea, I think he's saying basically like you're going to get canceled. I think somebody else said that, like you're going to get canceled. Well, let me just explain something about this whole cancel culture thing. Like A lot of this was created more so by the liberals. This idea that says, if you don't agree with me, we're going to make memes about you. We're going to uh, call you names. We're going to create lies and propaganda about you. Like we're going to put Ice Cube in a MAGA hat even though Ice Cube ain't never wore a MAGA hat, right? Like We're going to hurt your feelings, and and then we're going to cause you to lose your job. Well, one thing you got to understand is this, and this is why um, I vibe and I roll with Ice Cube to the end of the day. The reason that you can't cancel me and you can't cancel Ice Cube is because we are not Negroes with jobs. If you go and you look at Ice Cube's movies, most of those movies, he owns those fucking movies. That basketball league, he ain't out there shooting no jump shots. I don't even think he's that tall. He but he's on he's courtside every game because he owns the goddamn league. I, I I don't I'm not I don't have a I don't work at Home Depot, I'm not an employee. What are you gonna cancel me from? Are you gonna keep me from getting another movie role from, from White Gay Jewish Hollywood? Like, is that is that what your plan is? Like to make sure that I never get to start a blockbuster film? No. We just made, I just talked to director Marcus Small yesterday. We made a film, a great film called The Melanin Cove that was seen by over a million people. Uh, We have another film that's out, by the way, in case you're interested. It's called HAPI, H-A-P-I. It was directed by Taki Grant. I'm an executive producer on that film. It's about how the current economic system derived itself from ancient Egypt. You see, so while some of these Negroes are over here sitting there being scared, some of us are over here building. Some of us are over here creating the future. Some of us are over here not even having to really sit around scared of white folks because because we're over here building with black folks. You know, we got our fortress set up. So so we're moving forward. Right. So some some of our people are moving backward. And so what I just want to warn you guys about is, you know, just beware of the Negro naysayer. The Negro naysayer is somebody that gets offended whenever you have a solution. You know they, they get mad. They like, what do you mean solutions? Like, black people can't do nothing. We can't do nothing for ourselves. We need Joe Biden to do it. Joe Biden will get elected. And Lord Jesus, I'm gonna be singing Negro spirituals. And you, know, there was limited black people singing Negro spirituals and saying we won. You ain't winning shit. What did you win? You didn't. You, you use the word we. And it ain't no we. Ain't no we. They make it clear to you in every election that there is no we. There is you need to vote so I can have power. That's what that is. And you vote so that they can have power. You put the gas in the car. You're like the side chick that puts the gas in the car so your man can go spend his time with another woman across town. That's what you are. That's what you are. So so ain't no we. Ain't no we in none of that. Because they, they won't even say the word reparation. So ain't no we. Your communities are still falling apart. Ain't no we. Your kids still can't read in these crappy public schools. Ain't no we. There is no we in any of this. So I'm, I'm not telling you who to vote for. I'm just telling you that at some point, you got to vote for yourself. If you want to win in this country... There has to be a point where you care as much about yourself as you care about other people. And when you talk about white supremacy, it has trained a a cadre of our people to care more about these sons of bitches than they care about themselves. Again, I don't care. Who you vote for doesn't matter as long as you put yourself first. If you're putting yourself first and then you say, by the way, I happen to vote for this candidate, then to me, that's secondary information. That's like you telling me, that you wore a green shirt on your way to class. All I care about is that you went to class. I don't care that you wore a green shirt. But if you tell me, well, I had a red shirt on, so I couldn't go to class today because I had to make sure I had my red shirt on, I'd be like, why are you caring more about what shirt you wear than you're caring about whether or not you get an education? You have to take care of you first, period. Take care of your community first, period. What about pajama day? On pajama day? You still take care of yourself first. All right. So let me do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the thumbs up, share, and subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. And this is Taylor. Taylor's in here watching. She's hanging out. Say Say hello, Taylor. Now, now I want you to sit back and you can quite I want you, you. can watch, but we we gotta. We, we we're, we're talking. All right. I know. I see that. All right. So uh, by the way, um, if you're interested in a our Black Agenda and the layout of the Black Agenda I put together that you can implement in your house with your family without anybody's permission you can go to theallblackagenda.com, theallblackagenda.com. So it fits with the All Black National Convention. So we created the All Black National Agenda. It's something you can implement without waiting on politicians. It's something you can implement without waiting for these fake Negro leaders. It's something you can implement without waiting for 40 40 million Black people to all get on the same page. That ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen. The revolution if we want the revolution to happen in rapid fashion, I'm talking about in one or two generations by the year 2070, if we want the revolution to really happen, we're going to have to cut the fat. We're going to have to draw the line. We're going to have to break off a little bit. We're going to have to trim some weight down in order to be able to run faster. You cannot complete a revolution of black people when you've got 20 million brainwashed people that literally are addicted to white supremacy. That's so they can either get on the bus and go with you or they can, they can wait to the side and maybe you can come back and pick them up once you're ready. So, so here's, the, here's the other thing that's interesting here. Um, when you, when you talk about, um, when you talk about some of the comments that I saw and I'll read one more to you so you can kind of see the interesting things that I, that I see. Um, let me see. Somebody else says, uh, uh, let's see here. Um, uh, Okay, so somebody says, Tracy Mays, that's a good point. She says, uh, when I offered the free thing, when I said first share of stock is free, she said, this shit ain't free. It costs $29. No, actually it is free. Um, but there's a $29 offer for an upsell if you want to do uh, the intro to stock market investing class. So if you want to do my stock market investing mini class, the regular price is $299. We drop it down to $29 to make it as cheap as possible uh, without going bankrupt, right? Because we have to pay our team. And so that's what that is about. We drop the price by 90% uh, so you can try it out. And there's a 30 day, 100% money back guarantee. And I know that it will change your life. In fact, if it doesn't change your life, then you should get your money back because everything that we do is designed to train your life, uh, change your life. I know what investing does uh, for a person's um, income asset base. I know what it does for their possibilities. And the number one gospel that I have is to get investing as a culture within the black community. Because when you look at the data and I've looked at the data, that's what we do. We're, We're nerdy PhDs. All we do is analyze data. All the data points in one direction. It says black people, we know how black people got poor. We got poor because white people took a lot of our wealth, right? We got poor because we were not included in things like the Homestead Act and, and they had redlining and all kinds of the GI Bill. I mean, there's a long list of reasons that explain how we got poor. But what you don't understand very well is why you stay poor. You see, you think you stay poor because they won't give you reparations and pay you back the money that they owe you. That's not true. That that, I mean, sure, that would be a great way to skin that cat. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. This is really true. Uh, I think Brother Nuri Muhammad mentioned this. And I like Nuri Muhammad a lot. He's a very smart black man. He said if they wrote reparations checks to black people tomorrow, he said that would not be a stimulus for the black community. He said that would be a stimulus for Popeye's chicken. Uh, There would be a sudden surge in in, in Popeye's chicken purchases that day. That would be a stimulus for uh, the Nike Corporation because suddenly their their sales of Air Jordans would go through the roof. That would be a stimulus for true uh, religion genes. That would be a stimulus for every every club I- I- in the city. Uh, that would be a stimulus for the people that sell uh, Kovasi uh, you know, or whatever, right? It wouldn't be a stimulus for black people because one of the things that we know about wealth, here's one thing we know about wealth, is that people who don't understand wealth cannot keep it. That's it. That's just, I mean... If you don't understand it and if you have bad culture, you're not going to keep it. That's just the truth. There's a thousand stories out there. Go go watch um, on ESPN. They always have uh, these things 30 for 30. And at least half of those are about people that had millions of dollars who went broke. So people who don't understand wealth, who don't have a culture of wealth preservation, run out of money. I know that that's a revolutionary idea, probably something you never heard before, but if you give if you give things away, then you're going to have less than what you had before. So um, the reason that you stay poor is because you don't have a culture of investing. You don't have a culture of wealth preservation. That's the honest to God truth. And, and I and I'm glad I'm not a, 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 lib, a so-called liberal anymore or in the Democratic Party anymore. I, I literally left when they when they started getting super gay and and then also started getting all into the whole like we don't need the black man and and Black Lives Matter we want to destabilize the nuclear family. That's when I said you know what boys it's time for you to just go ahead and just just let go of your hope in in these Democrats. They ain't they ain't trying to take care of no black people. They they just try to keep the same thing going for a long time forever for as long as they can. They like we're gonna keep riding this train as long as until the wheels fall off. And, 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 and that's just where I'm at. So I'm glad that I'm not in that category anymore because I wasn't raised that way anyway. I wasn't raised um, to blame everybody else for your situation. I just wasn't raised to do that when I, was, when I was a kid, even when we had no money, even when we were poor. My father still said, it don't cost you no money to be a fucking man. It doesn't cost you any money to be responsible. It doesn't cost you money to read a book. It doesn't cost you money to take care of your family. It doesn't cost you money to have your dignity. It doesn't cost you money to walk around here like you got some goddamn sense. Seriously, so that, that was how I was raised. And, and that's what I understand. I don't understand the whole, like, I got a thousand problems. I'm going to blame everybody, starting with the black man mentality. And, you know, I, I just don't get that. So, so a lot of the reason that you don't have wealth is because you don't have a culture of wealth building or culture of wealth preservation. If you establish that in your home, in your family... I guarantee you that your children will not be in the whole struggling Negro category. Your children will look at some of these comments that I just saw on my page, and they're not going to understand any of that. Uh, you know, they're they're not going to understand why anybody would get mad because somebody's giving them information, knowledge, and a solution. They they're they're gonna they would look for the knowledge and the solution. Okay, so let me keep going. Um, here is uh, what I want uh, to also lay out before I bounce. Uh, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up, share, and subscribe button. And also, I want to say thank you, uh, Sister Black Mama. You are always here and you always provide support. Thank you for your donation. She says people need to write elected officials and make demands for tangibles instead of trolling those trying to make progress. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, you, you, you process it that way, too, right? Like there are people that put more energy into trolling black people who have the audacity to try to do better for black people than they put into actually going after white people who owe reparations to black people. That right there gives you an idea of just how backward the mentality is of some of our people. I, that's why I don't, you know, when I was younger, I'll tell you a little secret. When I was younger, you know, one of the ways I learned how to be really successful, I <clears throat> I, I started avoiding a lot of my black male friends. I did. I, I I would hang with them when I wasn't trying to do anything, when I was trying to just lay around or play basketball or something or talk about rap or whatever. But when it came time to like really grind and really build and set goals and all that, I would keep a lot of my goals to myself. I would try, I mean, you know, eventually as time went on, I became more comfortable with just kind of being myself out loud. But at that time I was like, I got tired of hearing people tell me like I'm too serious and that you know you study too much and you ain't having no fun and and you need to go get with some hoes and go, you know why don't you drink and just dumb shit shit that didn't make it. I was like I don't drink because I don't want to be an alcoholic like my uncles. Um, I don't want to go mess with a bunch of women because I don't want to have fifty thousand kids in eighteen cities and 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 pay a gang and child support. Um, I, I study a lot because I want to be successful because if I don't have any knowledge I'm not going to succeed in life. Like don't you is this. Is this strange to you? Like, are these weird concepts to you? And I'm not saying that every black man is in this category, I'm not saying that at all. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, the, the people that are in here right now are probably uh, disagree with all of these things, uh, because you, you don't think that way, that's why you're here, right? But go to like the shade room or go to uh, just you know, some other spaces, and you're gonna see some really backward behavior where you literally want to say. What makes you think you can live that way and not completely ruin your life? Like, what makes you think you can have sex with 400 women a year and not eventually catch herpes AIDS, gonorrhea, HIV, and coronavirus? Like, what makes you think that this this plan, what makes you think you can go make it rain in the club and and spend every penny you get and, and actually ever have any assets at all? Like, what makes you think that you can never pick up a book and still be the smartest person in the room? Like, What makes you think that you can engage in all this niggatry? I'll call it niggatry because you, you're trained to think this way from media, things like that. What makes you think you can live this way and not end up dead in jail on drugs as an alcoholic with babies, mamas, and diseases with a fucked up, terrible, miserable, unhappy life? People don't know how to connect the dots. Right? They just don't. And so my conclusion is that you either have people that have been indoctrinated into a mindset that is self-destructive, or unfortunately, some of them just may not be that smart. right? And, uh, and, and I'm okay. I can talk to either one of those people. I, I don't exclude, I don't discriminate against anybody. But if you're in one of those categories, either you've been indoctrinated into coonery and you're addicted to white supremacy, or you're just not that smart, in those two situations... I need you to just do something very basic. If you want to come in this space, you have to shut the fuck up and listen. You you cannot come in this room and be the teacher. You must come in and be the student. If you come in and you sit down in the back and you're quiet and you listen and you really want to grow, then I'm your guy. I will talk to you. I will share things with you. I will do everything I can in my power to help you get better. I will help you overcome your addiction to white supremacy. I will help you. Uh, I will give you action plans that you can follow, even if you're not that smart. That's okay, you know. But but if you come in here, and you're a dummy, or you're addicted to white supremacy, a dummy or an addict, and you try to control the environment, or you somehow think that your 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 distorted, screwed up mindset that I've seen a thousand times is somehow enlightening or empowering to black people or, or good for the good for the space I'm gonna tell you to go I'm just going to invite you to leave and, and if you get too crazy and disrespectful you're gonna have to go to another pay. I'm not gonna you know so so let's just get past this idea that a person like myself I, I don't know I don't know how other people would do this kind of thing but I decided a long time ago that I don't want to be a black leader and I don't want to be a person who is just open for everybody I'm not I'm not here to help everybody. Some of, these, some of these fools are so addicted to white supremacy that they will destroy everything that you're building. Some of these people are infected. They are infected with a mindset that can be very harmful. Uh, it's, like, it's like dating somebody and you're trying to save them. All of us have done it. I mean, raise your hand if you've ever dated somebody and you really held out for them because you thought they could do better and you wanted to help them even though they didn't want any help. Anybody ever gone through that, the frustration of that? Say say, I uh, raise your hand. I'm raising both hands because I've done it multiple times. I learned the hard way through thousands of hours of trial and error that you do not want to do this. The, the number one rule for you helping anybody, which I think you should always have an open heart. You should always be willing to help people to a point. The number one rule is that they must want the help. They must surrender to the process. You know, when, when I when I was, you know, used to be the fat boys right now, I'm sunned down a little bit. But when I used to be the chubby boys and Alicia would make suggestions that would help me get healthier. I didn't want it at first. When I didn't want it, it would cause a fight. It would cause a conflict, right? In order for her to help me, I had to surrender and say, okay, I'm not going to eat what I want to eat. I'm going to eat what you say I should eat. I'm not going to do what I want to do. I'm going to do what you think I should do. Just give me something because I'm right now I'm trapped in this hellhole of obesity. I want out. I don't know how to get out i either I either don't know what to do, or even worse, I just can't do it. I don't have the discipline, right? I need you to hold me accountable and make me get up at seven in the morning, and, and when it's ten degrees outside, and go do my three miles like I'm supposed to every day, because I got I'm, I'm I'm hitting rock bottom. So some people have to hit rock bottom, right? So going back to this, right? When you talk about, for example, politics or just bad choices, you know, whatever. A lot, of, a lot of these folks got to hit rock bottom. Like, like you know, my when I, I left my connection to things like the Democratic Party and all that stuff after I hit rock bottom. I spent 20 years being a Democrat, a liberal, believing, you know, that Bill Clinton was going to save the world and, and then believing that it was a tragedy, that George Bush got elected instead of Al Gore and, and all this other stuff. I went through all of that, right? I hit rock bottom when I saw that. I said, wait a minute, this guy, Joe Biden, he incarcerated how many hundreds of thousands of black people just like me? that look just like me like our relatives and we're and we're and this guy is our savior like this is the guy you know camilla harris we ain't gonna talk about camilla harris i mean she would go personally to some of the trials of the black men that she falsely incarcerated like will show up personally because again remember camilla's got daddy issues she hates her daddy that's why she married that white man and that's why she has an issue with black men let's just lay it on the table here so camilla would personally go to some of these guys trials one guy got locked up it was a false incarceration so he goes to prison Only God knows what happened to him while he's there. And he shouldn't have been there. She kept people there longer than they should have been. I'm not blaming you for voting for them. I'm just saying I couldn't do it. I said this is this is making me feel bad as a human being, as a man. Like I'm like, am I that much of a pump that I have to literally put all my hope in some people that have gone out of their way to destroy me? I, I can't do that anymore. So I had to hit rock bottom for my transition, just for with obesity. And with the whole Democratic Party nonsense. Uh, so maybe for other people, your rock bottom might be something different. Another area I hit rock bottom, when I was 28 years old, that was the worst year of my life. It was um, a year where I, I had some bad things happen, you know, relationship-wise. I had some bad things happen, you know, uh, 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 professional, uh, professionally, et cetera, And I hit rock bottom then. And that's when I shifted my whole approach to my whole career. And that's when I actually started becoming successful. I literally had to go through every single part of the process to learn this ain't the way, this is not going to work. And then when I let go and, and and rebuilt everything from scratch, it was almost like leaving a dead relationship and suddenly finding love for the first time in your life. That's what it was. I was, that was when I fell in love with me, that's when I fell in love with my potential. That's when I felt, not to say I fell in love with me. That sounds so arrogant, but it's not meant that way. But it's like, it's like I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't love myself before that. Right. So um, anyway, uh, let me just say this. If I was to define, and I, I made up a little acronym to um, describe my feeling for today. All right. It's LIST, L-I-S-T. I I S T. to make a list um, of, of what I stand for and what I believe in so that we can draw the clear line in the sand. I'm not here for everybody. I want to make that clear um i believe the l stands for liberation. Uh, if you're not into black liberation, if you're not into black people being independent, building independent systems, building our own communities, owning our own schools, educating our own kids and 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 and, and businesses and creating jobs for ourselves, then i'm not your guy. Right? Like so if you come talk to me about you know, creating a bunch, you know, a bunch of jobs for black people so we can go work for white people. It doesn't mean I'm going to have a problem with that. Like, I don't have a problem with the fact that you're going to work for white people. It's just that we already have enough of that. We already have a lot of black people that are working for white people We that we have an oversupply of that. So I don't feel like I need to contribute to that. Right. Um. So liberation, I'm all about liberation, psychologically, physically, economically, etc. cetera. Uh, I, I is for improved conditions based on um innovation and information. Um, I want to improve the condition of Black people, so maybe to some extent we have a digital version of the Negro Improvement Association right here. Like this is what this is. This is this is to say, what measurable what measurable data can we have in your life and in, in our lives that we can look at to say our condition is improved over where we were before? So, for example, here's one one example. Um, in the last five or six years, we now have. Dozens of strong independent black owned media platforms that we did not have in the past. Now we're, we're a thorn in their side. You know, I go in and I got, you know, seven, 800,000 subscribers across dif- different YouTube channels. Uh, Vicky Dillard, you know, is, is talking to a million people a week. Uh, we got Phil at the Advice Show who has a million subscribers. Willie D has half a million or more, right? Ice Cube is using his big platform with 13, 14 million people to express a message of blackness. That's progress, right? That's improvement. That's something we didn't have before. You see, now, now when you go to the other stuff, like, um, you know, uh, like if you say, well, no, 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 boss, no, boss, oh, no, boss, no, let me, let me just tell you, boss, let me just give you, let me slow you down there, buddy. Here, here's what we need. What we need is we need to all show up and make sure we vote. We need to show up and vote, but make sure we get, uh, get Orange Man out of the White House so we can put Joe Biden and Kamala in the White House and that and that's what's going to really do it for black people. Now, here's my problem with that argument. That argument would have worked 30 years ago. That argument would have been a good one maybe in 1978 or 1988 even, right? When Jesse Jackson ran. uh, Anybody old enough to remember that, raise your hand if you remember when Jesse Jackson ran. People were very excited. The idea of a black president was something where people were like, yeah, maybe this is going to make a difference, right? And then even when Obama ran, it was like, okay, maybe this guy's really going to do some stuff. Well, we've tried that, right? We've already tried the whole like let's all go rock the vote, souls to the polls, booty to the polls solution. We've already done that. We've done that 10,000 times and and we haven't had any progress from that. Again, that the, 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 the operative word is improvement. And so I need you, if you want to prove me wrong, I need you to come to me and show me specific st- statistics, tangible data that shows me that our condition has improved as a result of what you're doing. If you can't show me that, that means you're blowing smoke up my butt. My butt doesn't need smoke blown up in it. Get your lips out of my booty. I don't want that. I'm not built for that, right? So, so at the end of the day, what they're, what they're, what, they're, what 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 people haven't learned is the difference between real progress and and things that just feel good. You know, like, 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 I don't know, like maybe you can even say something about even like going to church and praying for stuff. Right. That's good. I mean, that makes you feel better. And maybe there's a spiritual force out there that can help do certain things. But if I pray to have one hundred thousand dollars in the bank by next week and I don't have any money in the bank next week, then maybe in addition to my prayer, I need to do something else, like maybe go out and find a way to actually make some money. Right, maybe take class, maybe let's you know create a side hustle, right? Like, like do something in the physical world instead of just depending solely on the spiritual world, right? So, uh, liberation, improve conditions based on information and um, and uh, innovation, right? I'm a big believer in information and a big believer in innovation. Uh, and information is important because a lot of the information you get in society is very bad information. There's a lot of propaganda floating around, and there's very little innovation. And when it comes to improving the conditions of black people, innovation is critical. Uh, The reason Ebony magazine died is because Ebony magazine had a bunch of people that worked there who just didn't want to innovate. Literally Ebony magazine died because it was 2012 and they were trying to run the business. Like it was 1988. I knew people that worked there and they were, you know, the smart ones that really wanted to innovate They were like, these people won't innovate. They don't understand. This ain't nineteen eighty-eight. Ain't nobody trying to pay forty thousand dollars to get the cover on your magazine anymore. There's this thing called the internet. You gotta innovate, right? So if you ever want to know when you when you start a business, especially if you want to be successful, you want to remain relevant, you must have a consistent process of innovation. So for black people to get ahead, we must look for innovative solutions, things we've never tried before, even if they seem radical. You know, like again, like so, for example, politically. Um, the reason I like the idea of saying, well, maybe we hold our vote. Maybe that'll get more out of these politicians. I like the idea because it's innovative. It's like, okay, we can try. And if it doesn't work, we try something else, right? We, have we ever tried it before? When's the last time black people all just said, we're going to vote, but we're going to leave the presiden- presidency blank, or we're all going to vote third party or whatever, or even God forbid, we'll go to the other party just to show you how to I don't know. I'm not telling you what to do, but anything that's innovative is interesting. Things that are not innovative, that are repetitive and redundant, um, that is reflective of brainwashing because only a brain dead son of a bitch would think that doing the exact same thing over and over again is going to get you a different result. You know that's not true. Give me a yes or no in the chat if you follow what I'm saying. Please. I hope. I sometimes I feel like I'm born on the wrong planet. I, I feel lonely sometimes because I, I I'm not in the majority. I, I I don't have a lot of friends. I get excluded from a lot of groups because because I think differently about certain things. So I need to know that I got some people out there that kind of get what I'm saying here. And again, this is not, we're not trying to preach the gospel to the, we're not going outside the church to go preach to the hookers on the corner that are going to stab you in the throat because you decide to talk to them. We'll only talk, well, we will talk to the hookers if they're willing to either come into the church or willing to have a friendly conversation, but we're not going to talk to the ones who might stab us in the throat because we try to help them get their life together. Um, Next, uh, the the S in the word list, so we have liberation, improved conditions, solutions, solutions. Um, it, it fundamentally put, I'm a mathematician. My background's in mathematics. My master's is in mathematics, and I like solutions. I just like sitting there and saying A plus B equals C, divide C by two, and you get D. Okay, great. Let's execute. We got the equation right here. Let's make it happen. So when you talk about black wealth, I became fascinated and obsessed with the black wealth problem. That's what I called it. In mathematics, we'll, we, we like to, we're, we, you know, we're nerdy scholars, so we like to look at a problem and, and analyze it and look at all the background data and try to understand where it's coming from, what's causing the problem, how do you fix the problem? Like a doctor, you know, working on a patient. So I became obsessed with the black wealth problem. And I was like, okay, first of all, black, okay, let's see, the problem is black people are broke as fuck. Okay, all right, so black people had no money. Um, Okay. How did, how did that happen? How did we get to the point? Okay. I get it. Okay. White people stole all our shit. Okay. Homestead Act. They didn't include us in that. The New Deal excluded black people. Um, uh, what else? Um, they gave away billions of acres or whatever to other people. We didn't get any of that. Slavery. Oh yeah. Slavery. That's a big one. Let me write that down. Slavery. Okay. And, and, and then you figure out like, okay, that's where the money went. Right. And then you're like, okay, so y'all owe us reparations, right? Because that's basic. This is one plus one is two. This is not calculus. You don't have to have a PhD to know that we were old reparations. Then the question becomes what's happening now? What's happening now? Because we got Negroes with degrees everywhere. I mean, black people, like how is it that you had more land in your community? You owned more land a hundred years ago than you own right now. How in the fuck what the what what happened, y'all? For real. What happened that caused this phenomenon? Like you know, okay, part of it, right? White supremacy, racism, right? That's real, right? A lot of people have their land stolen. That that's that should be investigated, right? So maybe if you're if a politician shows up and he's sitting with your pastor and he's eating barbecue chicken with the choir and 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 singing, you know, singing little religious, singing Negro spirituals to make you comfortable, you can say, Thank you, Pastor. I love the way you sang Amazing Grace. You sounded really good. Uh, but here's what I need from you. Um, if I'm gonna vote you into office. I need you to go investigate all the thousands of times or at least hundreds of times where black people had land and had the land stolen. Every time there was a black person in the South, I heard a story about a black man who had some, uh, you know a thousand acres and and they, they wanted to buy it. He refused to sell. Next thing you know, he's found dead in his kitchen table and the white people take the land. We, why don't we go investigate that? Right. I mean, I know, you know, like, sure, we got the symbolic the symbolic things that have happened, like Emmett Till, that, that's a big deal, also. But also, I'm gonna learn about all the other Emmett Till situations I never learned about. All the black people who were maybe the sheriff said, Oh, that's okay, I can put that Negro in jail. And when he's in jail, he can't pay the taxes on the land. So we're just gonna take his land while he's in jail, right? Investigate that. If you're really my friend, like you told me, you you told me that if I don't vote for you, then I ain't black. Now, I don't know if that's true. I think I'm gonna probably still be black no matter what. I don't think that's in your jurisdiction. But we can still make a deal. So uh, the deal will be that I will vote for you if you will promise me that you will go back and investigate the hundreds or thousands of situations where black people had land and had the land taken. And then to complete the investigation, we must also investigate ourselves, right? Because we too might be um, culprits in this particular economic crime right? So what do we investigate? Well, we got to go back and look at some of our own people and say, okay, wait, around 1968, 66, 67, we decided to pursue this thing called the civil rights movement. And in the civil rights movement, a lot of things were just, there was so, so much questionable behavior. Like, okay, first, let's see, we're all lining up so we can all go sit inside a white man's business and get our heads bashed in so that we can get the right to go into that white man's business and give him all of our money. So you're literally willing to risk death just for the opportunity to give a white man all your money. That's a problem. That's a little bit of a problem. That you know, I, I don't. That that's that's like why, you know, that's like I, I, I'm gonna risk I'm gonna risk being uh, eaten by wild lions just so I can get a chance to go to your house and take out your garbage. Why would I do that? what's in it for me right what's in it for me other than the fact that i am so obsessed with you i worship you so much you are such a god to me that it is an honor for you to take whatever little nickels i got in my pocket if you take my nickels then i consider that to be an honor please rob me please and let me massage your balls while 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 we're at it is that is that what it is is that so that that's a deep mental illness right that's a real deep mental illness to even think that that makes sense, so so th- so the movement succeeds, um, and 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 as, and as part of that, we go from wanting to own assets and own businesses and own land to wanting college degrees. And the white people say, "Yeah, sure, we like you now. We'll integrate you. <laughs> yeah, we we'd love to integrate you, right? We'll integrate you the same way a bunch of frat boys might integrate a hooker into the party. Like, like yeah, come on in, girl. Come on in, shake it, girl. Right? So we they integrate us." And in in the process of this integration, we go into massive amounts of debt, obtaining a piece of paper that gives us the ability to go work for another white man, right? So you get these certificates. These are certificates of inclusion. So you get a certificate of inclusion called a college degree that you spend, you know, whatever little wealth you got in your family, you're giving all of that to get this little certificate so you can go work for another white man. At no point are you uh, developing your own ability to educate yourselves. At no point are you uh, building any wealth. At no point are you acquiring assets. At no point are you building businesses to create jobs. In fact, it's it's, it's so toxic to even think that way that you get um, ridiculed for even thinking that you can do that. Why? Well, because in your mind, the white man is a god. He can run businesses and create jobs, but I can't. He can educate. He can educate the world, but I can't even educate my own damn chillums. I can't even educate my own. My chillums need to be educated by him because I don't even... You know, people think I'm crazy. When I, when I created the Black Business School, they like, who the hell are you? You must be a quack. You must be a fraud. That was the next comment I saw. I was going through the Negro naysayer comments. There's too many of them. They're like roaches. Eventually, you just get tired of stomping them. You just throw out the roach bomb. But yeah, somebody else said that. They said, they said you're a fraud. I'm like, why? Because I'm a black man doing something that is only acceptable for white people to do. Is that what it is? Because I had plenty of white kids in my PhD program. I sat next to white people, Chinese people, Russian people, very smart people. One of my one of my students in my class actually got one of the high, top ten highest math scores in all of China, and I sat next to that person in class every day. So why is it about? What is it about the fact that I'm a black man that makes you think that? my so-called intellect is, is an illusion or that, that somehow I'm not allowed to do what white people do. That's white supremacy. And that's, not in, and that's not enforced by white people. These are not white people who are doing this. These are black people who are saying these things. These are black people. When Ice Cube went out and stood toe-to-toe with Joe Biden and Trump and said, which one of y'all going to get the better deal? and engaging in classic negotiation strategy that creates a bidding war between two opposing sides where you win in those situations. Economic theory proves this. Economic theory shows it. when you create a bidding war, you're going to win. He did that. He, did, he That was masterful. It was, it was wonderful that he did this. When he did this, it was the black people who said, Negro, who the hell you think you are? Who do you think you are talking to a white man like that? You can't talk to him like that, boy. These are black people, so this white supremacy thing is real deep. What you're fighting against is is is, is incestuous. It's terrible. It, it it really is our version of the coronavirus. It's the negro We got the or the coon coronavirus. Like we got the negro and and we haven't flattened the curve. Right, we have not flattened the curve. We need to flatten the curve. We need to develop treatment plans, and we show as hell need a vaccine. We need to vaccinate these kids from the virus as soon as possible, because if we don't, then they're going to be infected just like the previous generation. So when you're when you when you're breaking down and solving problems, that's what's required to do that. Um, making real progress requires you to be innovative and, 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 and really almost offensive in the way you approach things, almost to the point where people who are addicted to thinking of things in a certain way are going to almost think you're backward they're going to, th- they're, it's not going to make any sense to them. Um, so if you want to know where I stand, the acronym is LIST, Liberation, Improved Conditions, Solutions, and then the last one is Teaching and Tolerance. Teaching and Tolerance. I like to teach, and I and I believe in tolerance of ideas that are different from your own. I believe that it is good that you can become a better thinker when you're listening to people who don't think like you. So when people say things that, that you don't agree with or you don't understand, as long as they're respectful, be respectful back. Don't engage in all this crazy name calling that people do when they get mad at you because you have an idea and they, or you you feel a certain way about something and they don't. And then they next thing you know, they're, they're trying to cancel you or whatever because you don't agree with them on on immigration policy. I mean, that's crazy to me. Right. Because we have to, as black people, explore. All this information from an objective standpoint so we can make the the decisions that are going to be best for us. Because a lot of times when you let other people make the decision, they'll have you voting against your own interests. Black voting power and black economic power have diluted almost at the same rate, mainly because of things like immigration policy. They've got you convinced that it makes sense to let anybody in from across the border, no matter who they are. In fact, when Dr. Claude Anderson talks about his powernomics plan, one of the aspects of his powernomics plan is he said that... In the Office of Native Black Affairs, which should be created in the White House, he said that there should, that they should require approval from this office before they change immigration policy, that the impact, the impact studies on the black communities of native black people in the United States must be considered before you start deciding you want to open the goddamn borders and let everybody in, because this immigration policy has not worked in favor of black people. It is up to us to figure these things out. So, so the, the the opposite of list is to spell the word backwards, where you get the word still. S T I L L. Still, the S stands for slaves, sedentary slaves. Uh, T is timid, timid Negroes who are scared of radical solutions, who are scared to move forward, who are scared to break the status quo. Um, I, I don't, I don't rock with that. I stands for indoctrination. If you've been indoctrinated into white supremacy so far. That, that, that you really think that's the way to go and you become aggressive in your disposition, then I'm going to politely distance myself. I'm going to have to engage in social distancing because in my mind you had, you might have the coronavirus, and I don't blame you for wanting to go get a job in the white house or go work for, you know, work for so-and-so's corporation or, or you feel that the solution for black people is to make sure we all show up and vote. I think that's okay. Um, but the fact that you're not tolerant of other ideas it means that we might have to socially distance and I, and I'm, I might have to put on my mask. Um, L stands for loser, loser mentality. You got a lot of people that have loser or you say LL, the loser lifestyle. The loser lifestyle is this, um, this internalized victimization that they, they custom designed this for black people they custom design your victimization so they can keep you under control because if you if i train you if i convince you that you're a victim if i convince you that you can never solve your own problems if i convince you that that you are just weak and 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 that the only way you can survive is if i save you and protect you then i got you exactly where i want you to be i got you right where i want you to be because nobody who no no one who sort of runs a movement like that like trying to get rally up negroes to vote or whatever You don't want a bunch of empowered people who are actually going to think outside the box and question what you're doing. You you, you want people that are just that are going to be so scared that they operate on a lower vibrational frequency. And rather than thinking about what's best, they're thinking about survival. They're they're thinking we got to do this or we're going to all die. Right. And in every election, what's really fascinating to me. Is that every election they convince us that the Republicans are going impl- to reinstitute slavery? They're going to come kill everybody. They're going to do all these crazy things. And then what they do is they sneak you with the rope adult. Because when when Biden created that crime bill, he worked with some of the most notoriously racist Republicans in the chamber. Uh, people like Strom Thurmond. Strom Thurmond, you don't want to live next door to Strom Thurmond. Strom Thurmond, he didn't. He was he was the kind of racist guy that just didn't like you because you were black. Right. He did. Now, now you can still negotiate with him. Like Dr. Cullen Anderson negotiated with Strom Thurmond, but it was one of those things. It was like when Malcolm met the Klan and they were like, look, I don't like you. You don't like me. And that's okay. Cause I don't need love from you anyway, but let's make a deal. It was like that, but it wasn't one of these, like, I'm your buddy. I'm your friend type things. When Biden did the crime, go watch his speech when he talked about the crime bill, that notorious speech where he talks, where he talks about the predators that have to be removed from society and all this other stuff. He actually points to the fact that he said in a, in this, um, amazing display of bipartisanship. I've worked with my friends from the deep South who, uh, you know, th- who are the, the strongest, most conservative Republicans in the chamber and blah, 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 blah. And what I really saw that, that was actually, I, I think it's remarkable when you do work with other people. So I don't actually fault Biden for that. But what's interesting to me is I said, man, this is really white people really being on code with this white supremacy thing. Like this is them saying, you know what? We have the same problem. You're you're a liberal. I'm a conservative. But we got the same problem. Our problem is the Negro problem. And and Richard Nixon actually described it as the Negro problem. I think he actually used the actual N word. And the Negro problem is the same problem they had after slavery. The Negro problem is what caused them to implement the Black Codes. The Negro problem is what led to the North and the South being unified in one idea. People in the North and the South overwhelmingly. Did not want black people to be free. They were like, What the hell are we going to do with all these damn black people? The South is pissed because they're like, We can't, we don't get any more free labor. We got to do the work ourselves. And the North is like, We only have so many jobs here. If you let all these black people come to the North, they're going to take our jobs. So black people had nowhere to go and black people had no friends. So I think that at least one basic tenet, and, and the reason why it's very important to commit. To a black first ideology, in my opinion, is because you ain't got no allies. You ain't got no real allies. An ally has to prove that you're an ally. So my thing is like, it's okay for you to say you're an ally, but I need proof. I need tangible proof. So write that trillion dollar check, and then you can be my ally, right? Show me. Show me. Like, don't just say I'm your that, that I'm your ally because because if you don't agree that I'm your ally, then I, then you ain't black. What, the, what are you talking about? You don't sound like my friend right now. So these are common sense things. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't get common sense. I think that common sense and logic is heavily overridden by extensive emotion, fear, addiction, and indoctrination. That's what I'm guessing, right? So what tends to happen is that a person that is that is emotionally and psychologically deeply Invested and indoctrinated into a specific mindset, when they are confronted with facts, their only way they know how to react is with anger. Only thing they know how to do is say, "You dumbass! You dumbass!" Right? That's all they know how to do because because they're not they're not in a logical space, right? They're so in love with their false reality that any other narrative is going to just piss them off. So, and by the way, if you're on Instagram. Um, it's going to I'm going to end you guys and bring you guys right back cuz we're going to finish up. We've got a few more minutes, so I'm going to end this because it looks like it's about to go out in a second. So let me end it and bring you back. Do me a favor by the way, guys, please hit the thumbs up button. Hit the thumbs up, share, and subscribe button um if you haven't done it yet. And uh, also, you can follow me on Twitter. My Twitter is uh Dr. Boyce Watkins 1. So feel free to follow me on Twitter. Um and also I actually um started following this uh other Twitter like substitute called Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R. And Parler, um, I like Parler because it gives you freedom of speech. Um, and I think that the conservatives were the ones who kind of put that together, right? So it's more of a conservative thing. But I just like the freedom of speech. Like I don't care if you're conservative or liberal. Just let me be me. Let me say what I want to say. And I, get, I got kind of tired of Facebook banning me for a month because I quoted Malcolm X or... You know, or YouTube shadow banning, you know, my channel because we're we, because we're talking about, you know, black issues in an authentic way or, you know, or Twitter doing what they do, you know, kicking people like Farrakhan off, even though Farrakhan's never hurt anybody. But they'll say you're, you're dangerous. He What he's saying is dangerous. Again, I ask you, where's the proof? Right. They're, they're, they can't provide proof. So they just say it. And, and again, because of the white supremacy thing, they're like, well, it's true because we said it. Well, the sky's purple, well, the sky's not really purple. Like, where's the proof? Well, it's true because we said, and if you don't believe it, then you ain't black. I don't, I don't, I don't operate that way. That does not gel well with my spirit, and uh, and I kind of admit my bias is that I don't like all black people. I really don't. I don't. I don't want all black people around me. I I want black people around who can gel with some of that, right? Um, they, like the people that kind of are just like, okay, I want to solve a problem. I want to do better. I want I don't want my children stuck in dirty cycles um, I don't trust politicians I want to think for myself I want my community to win and I love black people more than I love white people if you if you if you're in that category then I'm for you if you're not in that category then this this election was wonderful because it was a great shedding process and, and I'm telling you I mean I was losing on Instagram like 1500 people a week but here's the interesting thing I was gaining like 3,000 people a week right so i was gaining more than i was losing but i was losing more than ever and i was gaining more than ever and i was like this is great this is like dialysis when they pull out the dirty blood and, impre- and it and you know sort of um, and inject the fresh blood and you become a healthier body in the process i'm like good i'm getting my real people i'm getting my soldiers i i can build off of this like this is we can liberate off of this because the task in front of us is not an easy task we've got a lot of work to do as a community in order to get where we want to get to. And the weakest links are not going to benefit, especially if they're a distraction. So in your in your own life, same thing is true for yourselves. Um, on a microcosmic level, let's break it down to you so that we can walk away and not just, and we can, and I want you to really learn something that you can actually apply, because this is what I do. Um, I learned that if I wanted extraordinary success in my life, I had to do a couple of things. One, I had to put forth extraordinary effort on a regular basis. And then number two, I had to um, minimize the number of mediocre sons of bitches that that were around me. I couldn't have I have mediocre friends. I have sub mediocre friends. But when it's time to get serious, when, when it's time to be a grown ass man. I put those people over here. I say, "Okay, you like like the children. Like like okay, grown folks are talking. You sit over there. You go play with your toys." Right? Because some 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 of our people are just not ready for battle. Some of our people are not ready to really elevate themselves. Um breaking out of brainwashing is hard. Not everybody has the discipline to do that. It's like getting off drugs. And I had to get off my drug. I, my drug was the drug of oppression, the drug of of a loser lifestyle, the drug of Of thinking that I was less than the drug of white supremacy. Like, so to get off that drug, you've got to really be ready to make some changes. You got to be ready to fight. Uh, you can't be average, you can't be ordinary and do extraordinary shit, right? Seriously, that's it. I know a lot of people that want an extraordinary life, but they every day, every day they live is ordinary, they do ordinary stuff every single day. And I'm like, okay, that's good. You're earning an ordinary life, you know. But if you want an extraordinary life and you're doing ordinary things, you're like the person who shows up and wants the three hundred dollar outfit, but you bought fifty bucks, and you bring fifty bucks every time, hoping that you can get the three hundred dollar outfit. You can't get the three hundred dollar outfit if you ain't got three hundred dollars. The best thing that'll happen is you'll get lucky and they'll have a sale, and maybe you can get it for two eighty nine or two seventy nine. But you ain't gonna get it for fifty dollars. You need to take your weak ass down to TJ Maxx, and you can get you an outfit for fifty bucks. But you're shopping at the premium store and you're trying to get premium results, and you're not putting forth premium effort. Premium results require a premium sacrifice. So I tend to love those people that are making premium sacrifices in your life. And if you're in that category, I'm here to pat you on the back and congratulate you and to just know that it kind of becomes a lonely battle. I'm not going to lie to you. Even in my own life, there'll be people I'll be like, Okay, I really want to work with you, but you're average, like you're not even trying. Like you're not even really, you're not balls to the wall. You're not, you know, or when I talk to I talk to some celebrities sometimes. I don't, but I don't really hang out with a lot of so-called, you know, famous people that much because you know, because because a lot of them are weak. A lot of them are very weak. All they know how to do is work for white people and they get a big paycheck, and then suddenly they have all these Instagram fans because they were in a movie. But they're not, you know. There's nothing special about some of these people. Um, Even I'll even admit, when I first met Ice Cube, I I kind of just would listen and talk to him. I was like, okay, I need to know who this guy is. And and after a while, we talked. I was like, okay, this is a sturdy guy. Like he's kind of like he's really he's really about this. Like he's he's serious. This is great. Um, because a lot of people, a lot of people aren't aren't really ready, right? And the best way to know people that are really ready is you just watch how they move, look at how they live, look at how they make choices. And if you see them really going hard for other things they believe in and showing that passion and commitment and relentless effort and focus and, and discipline and consistency and all these other things, then you, then that person is somebody you might want to bring in as a partner in your life. And the biggest partnership is is things like marriage, like don't marry like, or try to marry a weak ass person. If the relationship won't work because as soon as it gets hard, they're going, they're going to buckle up, fold and run away. So don't do that. Sturdy people are the people that you build with because buildings must be built with sturdy bricks. They must be built by skilled craftsmen who are committed to putting forth the work on a daily basis in order to build something solid and big and strong. If you don't get that from the people around you, then you got to change the people around you, period. All right. So I'm going to go. Uh, my Twitter is Dr. Boyce Watkins one. Feel free to follow me on on Twitter. Hit the thumbs up button, please. Right now, if you could take one second, hit the thumbs up button. Uh, also, if you want to get text to lunch when we go live, text the word voice to 31996 text voice to 3199.6. And also, you can also get a lot of free resources that we have for the All Black Agenda at theallblackagenda.com. So feel free to go to theallblackagenda.com. There's a ton of stuff there. Most of it's free. And you can actually implement a lot of this stuff right now without waiting for anybody. And uh, also, last but not least, I'm an executive producer on a great new film called Happy. Uh, It's directed by Taki Grant this movie is awesome. Uh, Professor James Small is in it. And there are a lot of other great people in it. I got to go make a list so I can know everybody that's in it. And what it does is the film, Taki spent, I think, three or four years making this movie. And basically what he shows is the, the origins of economic systems going all the way back to ancient Egypt. So he goes to Egypt and he's filming at the pyramids and everything else. And he's showing how the Nile River actually created massive amounts of commerce and trade, and that many of these are the, the very same systems that are used around the world to this day. So I was truly honored to be in the film. I was honored to be an executive producer. And this film is, um, I'm hoping it'll be the next Blackbuster film, not Blockbuster, Blackbuster, that you guys will take a look at. Uh, we're going to do um, a conversation with Taqi. Um I'll send you guys out the, the link so get on the email list if you go to the allblackagenda.com and just get on the email list at least you can get a free copy of my book Black American Money but you'd be on our email list I will send out another email today uh, giving you guys the link where you can actually join us we're going to do a film discussion tomorrow night and then they're going to do a screening a few days later after that um and and so at, but at the um discussion we're actually going to uh, talk to the director about the film but then also we're going to watch like maybe 20 minutes or so, 20 minutes of it for free. They let us do that. And then but then the actual film itself to support and show respect to their project. Um, the screening does cost money. I don't know what their fee is, but I think it's worth it. So feel free to go take a look. I mean, it's, it's called Happy. And I think their URL is happyfilm.com, H-A-P-I, H-A-P-I. And, uh, and it's an amazing movie. It's very well done. And it's all black. And it's straight B1. And I, I just I'm really proud of that project. And so um, I hope you guys will take a look. So anyway, uh, take care, guys. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the share button. Hit the subscribe button. The URL the AllBlackAgenda.com, is right there. Also, text the word VOICE to 31996 if you'd like to get text notifications and stuff like that from us. I'm out of here. Have a good day. I'll see you soon. Peace.